Welcome to another episode of The Student Manager. It's Fonger News here, and we are continuing our March Madness episode series. Joining me from Eugene, probably Knight Arena, Matthew Knight Arena in the conference room, we have three student managers, Anna Bradley from Modern Day, I think a class of 19, no, class of 20. 20. And then joining her is her partners. We have Dawson Prickle, who's a sophomore from Springfield, Oregon. And then senior Josie Williams, Williams, uh, Williamson from Lebanon, Oregon, correct? Yes. Well, thank you for joining me. We're going to get right into it because this podcast obviously helps high school students and parents with the college search and admission process by giving real stories, experiences of what they like and what they don't like, what they really don't get from regional admission counselors or even counselors. And uh, thank you for taking the time. I know Dawson, just coming back from Knoxville, you would rather be, uh, all three of you, would be (laughs) getting prepared for the Sweet 16. The Ducks uh, lost in uh, the first round and they got knocked out by Belmont. So Dawson, you were there. Belmont's a good team. Yeah, they definitely surprised me. I didn't really know what we were getting getting into. So, yeah, they they were close last night too in their game. So, absolutely. If Oregon would have advanced out of you three, who would be going to the Sweet Sixteen as the student manager? Hopefully, all of us. Yeah, we were hoping that once we made it to Sweet Sixteen, that all of us would have been able to go. So, all right. So I always like to put people on the spot, and you guys uh, obviously saw South Carolina play this year in the Bahamas, and you had the uh, a privilege, should I say privilege, watching Stanford, Cameron Brink, and everybody uh, lose. Both of them are number one seeds. Who do you think's going to uh, come out as national champion since you've seen two teams, number one seeds, that both play? You know, I think loyalty is huge for all of us, so I got to say for, for the Pac-12 and uh, as people from modern day know, my best friend Brick goes to Stanford, so I'm going to have to say Stanford for that one. My loyalties with Anna and her friends. So I'm also going to Stanford. There you go. You always, I'm rooting for Big 12 and Pac-12 teams uh, the rest of the way. So let's get into it. Eugene, Oregon. There's a lot of people, a lot of my audience and followers, they have students as well as the students are listening. They love Oregon. They want to be a duck. So I'm going to start with the two locals. We'll go with Josie first since you are a senior. You're about to get out of Eugene. But you're <laughs> Lebanon, I actually did, used to do some work out of Lebanon with drive through the Pacific Northwest. Uh, yes, I do know where that is. Like, But why Oregon? Um, I grew up a Duck fan, like diehard Duck fan. I went to every single football game with my family. We've had season tickets since I was born. Um, I grew up going to all the women's basketball games, so – I actually had a back injury in high school preventing me from playing in college. So um, Oregon was my dream school to not play basketball at. So I uh, talked to my high school coach because I was like, what's next for me if I'm not playing college basketball? And he was like, you know, you've always been a huge Oregon fan. He knew Coach Kelly Graves. Um, and it actually just worked out perfect that I got to go to my dream school and, you know, work for the program. So worked out very well. Was there any other colleges that you even applied to? Or was it always going to be Oregon? Was there a fallback? Or was there any other, did you even want to go out of state? No fallback. <laughs> all, all in on Oregon. <laughs> all in. I'm going to be a duck or not a duck. And for the, those that are listening, thinking about that, I, people are applying to 10 schools, 12 schools, 15 schools. And then I have others that 
you know, only apply to two or three. So that's why I love having guests on sharing their experiences. So I'm going to uh, assume that you didn't apply nowhere else except just Oregon. Just Oregon. <laughs> you are my first guest that has only applied to one school. I didn't have anyone else in my family that like went to college anywhere though. So I didn't have like a ton of knowledge about like the application process with college or anything. I just knew like, I really feel like Oregon was for me. So I went all in. And you didn't visit any other campuses? No. <laughs> I love it. Dawson, what's your story coming out of Springfield, Oregon, which is almost right around the corner? Are, are you a one and done all in? Was Oregon going to be your only choice? No, it was a little bit different. I thought about, ironically, Tennessee and also Kentucky and Oregon State. So I only applied to four schools. Oregon State was my last choice, though. Just had to get that out. <laughs> And, you know, I, I've, I've been to Tennessee and obviously you, you just was there. That's a great, beautiful campus right on the river. Yeah, I love it. It's super cool. I wish I some, some part of me like wishes I went there, but like I love it here. So like and you wanted to stay local. Yeah, I actually I thought about I mean, I have some family over there, so that had a big part of me like applying there. But like staying close to home was was kind of big for me. And then. Um, obviously like I'm a business major, so like the business school here is super good and it's a great campus and I just, I love it here. So. All right. So now let's hear Anna's story because she was in Florida for two yeah. years going to high school, then transferred to, I'll be biased, the best high school out there, modern day. That, that's true. <laughs> How did Oregon come about? Well, I guess my story is definitely way different than both of theirs. So I had always said, you know what, I'm not going to think too far in the future. My parents were always getting me to talk about college. I was like, I'm not talking about college. Like, I, I just want to be in high school forever, that kind of stuff. And then, I mean, growing up, I always planned to play college basketball. So that was in my mind. And I had the opportunity to play, but my senior year, I uh, got like my eighth or ninth concussion. And that was kind of it for me. And so, I mean, CIF was done in what, beginning of March or into almost into April. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know where I'm going to go to school. And um, I kind of took the admission process a little bit as a joke, like for my parents, because I was like, you know what, again, I'm not going to college. It doesn't matter. And so I just wrote a bunch of random schools on my common application, didn't know where I was going. Uh, and then I talked to Coach Kiernan, best coach of all time. And, you know, he reached out to me and said, Anna, like, you still want to be around basketball. And he had said that he knowed, or knew Kelly Graves just from recruiting processes and stuff and had reached out to him. I reached out to him, and it just worked where if I wanted to still be around basketball and couldn't play anymore, that it was at a program that was high level, loved the game, loved sports. So I ended up choosing Oregon and went from there. Dawson, your major's business. Anna, what's your major? Business. Business. Josie? Advertising. Advertising. All right. So at business, was it business direct? Is there a business direct admit or do you have to wait one year, two years, and then get into the business school? There's a direct admissions. Uh, it's, I think it, it has to do with like your high school GPA and like SAT scores, I believe. But um, I'm a, here, you're a pre-business for two years and then you apply to the business school your sophomore year and then you'll get admitted your junior year. So like right now, like 
Anna and I were both about to apply to the business school because we didn't get direct admit. But I don't I don't even think I applied for it. Like I didn't really know about yeah. it when I went in. So like I had a couple friends that did do that though. I was like able to do that, but I came in not knowing what I wanted to do yet. I wasn't set on being a business major. I was thinking about law, um, a bunch of other things. So I just chose to use my first year as kind of like an exploration and then decided at the end just to be business. So yeah, well, we're about to apply here pretty soon. If you had to do it all over again, would you go that same route that you're going now? Because I know there's a lot of high school seniors out there that are trying to get business direct into some of these prestigious schools uh, that you need great high school grades coming out of, right? And then if you, if you don't get there, you have to perform well your freshman and sophomore year. So are you are you happy that you are doing it this way and then to explore, to really see what you want? Um. Personally, I wish I would have done the direct. Um, I think that in the back of my mind, I kind of always knew that I was going to go into business and that's something that I was interested in. And because business is so broad, you can do so much out of it. Um, I feel like I kind of just wasted my time, honestly, doing exploration stuff because at the end of the day, like it fits some of the gen eds that I needed to take, but I am now like kind of catching up a little bit. So yeah, I would, for me personally, if like business is in the back of your mind at the like the whole time i would just do business direct yeah and i agree i think like i definitely would have i should have uh, done the direct admit because now like having to stress about like being accepted or like not accepted is kind of like worrisome but like you can apply more than once at, at least at oregon i don't know how it is at other schools but if you don't get in your first time you can't like i've had friends that have applied three times and they're totally fine so like i don't know i definitely wish i would have done that though all right. So coming out of high school, if you recall, let's go, Josie, what was your unweighted GPA coming out of Lebanon? I think I had like a 3.6 coming out of Lebanon. Did you take the ACT or SAT? I took the SAT. And what was your scores? If you take it more than once or, well, you were only going to one school anyway. So it was one and done. What Do you, do you recall what your score was? I think I got like a, a 12.10. I only took it once, um, but that was a very long time ago. But I think that's I think that's what I got. <laughs> Anna, do you remember what was your unweighted GPA out of modern day? Unweighted was 4.0. And then I took the ACT and got... <laughs> oh, is she the smarty pants? Is she the smarty manager out of y'all? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're all... No, I don't think so. But my, my ACT, I got a 27. So I had to... I took that, I think, twice. And the second time, I took it in Hawaii with chickens around me, and I was very distracted. So 27 was my, my end-all, be-all. Dee, what about you? Uh, I had a 3.7 unweighted GPA, and my SAT score was, I think, an 11.80, I think. And I, the reason why I bring that up, because I have audience and followers and listeners that think they're all going to the sweatshirt brand schools. Anna, you're probably familiar with the sweatshirt brand schools. Yes. and. It, right, we can name them in the Pac-12: Stanford, UCLA, USC, Texas, Michigan, Vanderbilt, right, Notre Dame. I go off. I said there are so many other schools that are phenomenal schools to get into for everybody. Oregon's average ACT is twenty-two to twenty-nine, right? That's the average ACT. Uh, the SAT is the average of ten ninety to twelve hundred, and they admit about eighty-three percent. So. Josie, you, if we're just going one and done, you had a great percentage of getting in, getting in there. But you probably had legacy too if your whole family went there and you went to every football game or basketball game. I think I had a convincing 
a convincing uh, story to get in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as a, you said advertising, uh, was that your major going in? Did you switch at all? I switched many times. How many times? Because people need to hear this. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Seven. All right. Tell us your story. <laughs> okay. So I actually started in psychology. I moved around to like business, marketing, um, and I switched like gen general social studies. Basically, then ended up in the journalism school. Wasn't really sure like what I wanted to do, bounced around in there a little bit, ended up with advertising. Um, I thought I wanted to do business because, you know, I run my own photography business, but once I got in, I did not really like vibe, I guess, with like the structure of it. But once I got into the journalism school, it's like way more creative and more like just what I wanted to do, I guess. So it did take me a little longer, which I wish I would have tried. I just kind of did what like everyone else was doing, I guess. A lot of people at Oregon go to the business school. Um, but I kind of wish I would have tried the journalism school earlier just because those are like kind of the two big schools at Oregon. Um, but yeah, the advertising major was just more like what fit me. And what I tell everybody, I'll tell you all, it doesn't matter what you major in, start something, finish something. And you all probably know this. It's going to be networking, right? Just who, you know, you're probably meeting coach Graves, probably introducing you. Okay. And I don't know if Anna's told you the story. Do you know my one of my best friends was college roommates with Coach Graves at University of New Mexico? Wow! <laughs> yes, I, I sent I sent Anna the picture. Yeah, That's I when I went. I went to the uh, Oregon Long Beach State game. Who you guys beat this year? But this was two years ago. Actually, that was the game I wanted to see Sabrina Nescu play, and I'm like, wow! And then you have these two other giant, tall females ballers. And then we met Graves right after the game. And that was the, unfortunately, that was the game that Kobe was there the last time I saw him and he talked to the whole Oregon team. So, you know, speaking of that, who's experienced, I think, Josie, you've got to see, you're probably good friends with Sabrina. Yes, I got to be around Sabrina for two years, my first two years here. What did you like about her? So many things. She's She's definitely like one of a kind. Um, I think all the hype about her is very deserved. She's like so down to earth, um, so humble. It's like a great friend. She honestly has not changed at all um, since she kind of took off. Um, still, when I see her, whenever she comes around, like still the same, like down to earth, so genuine. Um, it's really hard not to like her. And you also have another teammate that probably made big headlines last year during the bubble. Uh, who yes. wants to explain uh, this? It's Sedona Prince, right? Yes. Yeah. Who wants to talk about that? I, I'll tee it up. It, all it has to do is the weight room and 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 e- women equality, correct? Who right. was who was there or who was part of that? Doss? Yeah, Doss was a part of that whole thing. So. Yeah. So basically, um, I mean, to start off like Sedona's a super. She's an amazing person, and like. She, like uh, Josie said, like she hasn't changed one bit since she's gotten a little bit of fame or whatever. But so basically we walked into the practice, our first practice, and uh, like there we were supposed to have like a weight room. Like they, the NCAA told everyone that there's a weight room and stuff. And it was just like a little rack of like dumbbells, like probably four feet tall, like with like it's up to like 20 pounds or something like that. And so all, all the, I mean, at first all the players were like they didn't really think much of it. But after practice uh they were kind of like you could tell they were bothered by it so Sedona went over there I saw her I didn't I wasn't like in there while the video was taken but I I was like doing manager stuff or whatever (laughs) (laughs) um but she took the video and overnight like 
I remember last year, Charlie and I, one of the, our, our managers that graduated, we had to set up like 1 million follower balloons in the um, team room the next morning because she had gotten to 1 million followers overnight like that. So that was pretty crazy. And it, it was, it's just, it was insane to see her go viral, like in front of our eyes, like literally. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, that was amazing. I just was watching watching that. I remember that all, all last year. So going into Oregon, obviously Dawson and Josie, you knew you wanted to go to Oregon, but did you want to be a student manager? How did that come about? How did you, obviously, I think Dawson, I didn't even ask you if you played in high school, but did you go, all right, I'm not going to play basketball in high school. I want to go do something with a basketball program. Did you reach out to Coach Graves prior to walking on campus or was it, um, so I actually was going to play baseball in college, but my senior season of baseball got canceled and it was just kind of up in the air about what was going to happen. So I was like, maybe it's just not meant to be. So I, I, uh, I knew I wanted, I did play basketball in high school. Um, and I knew I wanted to, I liked basketball more than I did baseball, but I, I knew I wanted to be around it. And, uh, at first I kind of, I reached out, you know, living in Eugene, I, I knew a few people that were that worked in the athletic department. So I kind of just kind of asked around what kind of opportunities were available. And um, they were like student managing. And I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, da, 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 da. then I met with uh, one of the assistant ADs and they were like, you know, I think it's a really good job. Like, obviously you do have to balance school and work, but um, like, I think you'll be great. And so I did, I reached out to the Dobo at the time, Megan Lopez. And um, she got back to me and said that there were too many at the time. And mm-hmm. then she's like, you should be a practice player. So I was like, okay, I'll be a practice player. So going into the, the fall, I was gonna be a practice player. They're supposed to reach out to me. And then about a week before the, se- the practices, or no, maybe it was like a week into living in the dorms or something, uh, they reached out and, was, and were like, when can you start? And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, you're going to be a manager. And I was like, oh, okay. So it was just kind of, the plan was to be a practice player for a year and then be a, man, be a manager the next year, but they kind of just Three scratched it. Yeah. So, so here's a question. If someone's listening, right? Obviously Dawson, a, a male, and I was a male, I, I was on a men's basketball student manager. And I know there's a lot of men that are women student managers. And matter of fact, Wisconsin I had a uh, female student manager that graduated last year. So it could switch on both ends. So those that are listening, male or female, and might be interested in becoming a manager or not even know what the manager position is all about. Anna, why should they even look at this? Or why should they give it a uh, a look to potentially put this on the resume and do something like this in college? Well, I think for one, like whether you're into sports or not, this is a great opportunity for you to kind of meet people, get connections like you were saying within jobs, um, you're, you're learning so many different aspects between like caring for other people, servant leadership, which is huge in this position. Um, also just like we get a taste of on-court stuff, off-court stuff with equipment. Um, I mean, we're, we're talking to people high up in athletics. It, so I think for somebody, it helps you gain confidence. Um, you're, you're gaining friendships in college where you're sometimes people are coming in not knowing anybody, which is the case for me. Um, so now I have people who I honestly consider family that I never would have known if I didn't put myself out there being a part of an actual organization on campus. At the same time, I think that like it never hurts to try something. And 
students, whether you get into sports, if you're doing manager stuff, you always want to be a part of something at college. So I would encourage people to like go out. If, again, if you are in, into sports, being a manager is a great opportunity for you to still be around it if you can't play the sport. And you learn so much more than I ever would have thought of. So, yeah, I definitely think that for people coming in, it's a great opportunity if you can. Josie, what can you add to that? Um, you stated earlier how like big connections are. And I actually went to a conference um, this past weekend at uh, U.S. soccer. And a lot of it was preaching about how important it is just to know people. And I think forming like genuine connections and like relationships is huge. And I think being in this program, like I've been here for four years, like I never would have made the connections that I made unless I was in this program. And um, like she was saying, like you get experience in so many different aspects. I, while I was here, also got experience like working with media and photography um, with the team. So we got like real life experience that we never would have gotten. Is that how you got into your photography? Um, I started my photography business when I was a senior in high school right after my back injury because I needed something to do like get my mind off of it something to do and then coach Graves heard that I did photography I had never done sports photography in my life coach Graves calls me hey like I heard you do photography like basically tell me I'm going to start doing it for the team I said okay I I'm more of a person that like I'll say yes to something and then I'll just figure it out as I go um and so that's great just- quality to have by the way yeah. Thank you. Uh, that's just now I love sports photography and like that's definitely something I want to pursue in the future after this job. So that's another blessing that came with this job. Um, Push myself out of my comfort zone and found something that like I really love. So, so my son does have a shot. He just Anna, you'll appreciate this, right? You know, modern day basketball. So yes. he stopped, uh, finished his sophomore year. Coach McKnight's like, Michael, what, what do you want Joshua to do? And I said, well, he's never going to see the court on varsity. I mean, if your brother's never seen the court rarely, right? And he has to go transfer to Bishop Gorman. How is my son, who's not even over six feet, going to see the court? I said, he wants to do something, but he wants to do something with the team, but not the manager. He's really into film. So uh, he's going to do their social media. He's going to do all the filming and video coordinating next year. And I said, Joshua, this could potentially lead to something in college. Uh, obviously you started that your senior year and he just loves now we'll, we'll go to the Long Beach State games. We'll go to any basketball games and we'll sit very low and, and hope it looks like he's working with the media. I said, just own it. Just fake it till you make it. Just walk there with a camera and just start taking pictures. Yeah. Yep. All right, Dawson, what's one thing that you don't like about being a student manager? We got to give, we got to give the negatives. We got to tell everyone what's out there. I mean, I'm sure you guys can speak for this. Like the worst thing is laundry, (laughs) but it's not that bad, but that's probably the worst thing. And you are here a lot, but you know, it's fun. Like it is fun work. Like sometimes it's crazy that we even do this like as work. So it's, it's pretty fun, but yeah, laundry, laundry, probably that's the worst (laughs) thing. But you have, how many managers and how many managers are there? Right now there's six. We had seven, um, but unfortunately one, one of our managers had to leave earlier in the year. So right now we have six managers. Dawson's complaining about laundry. I was our only manager at Long Beach State and I was doing laundry nonstop. <laughs> yeah, no, the lot, la- I mean. Yeah. We only la- have to do it like yeah, once a week. They, so. Yeah. Wait, I mean, what do you mean we only have to do it once a week? We did it every day after practice. We did it every day, but we um, made a laundry schedule to where so everyone like, only has so it So like I'll do day. it Thursday, Anna does it Friday. Got it. Yes. Yeah. We try to, try to make it fair. Around Actually, here. that works out great. So, Anna, what do you not like? 
Ooh. Um, gosh, I think everything has like it's good, uh, good things and bad things, you know? Like, again, like laundry, like it might suck, but it's taught me stuff. Like there's certain little things that it like teaches you, like how to fold a jersey, you know, like that you never thought of. So, I mean, the hours are long. The days sometimes are hard. You don't really get that much of a social life. But in the same thing, like I wouldn't trade it for the world, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, those could be the negatives. But in the same way, I look at them as positives, honestly. All right. Be honest, Josie. Do you ever do your own laundry? Because I used to do my laundry while, I mean, I was there. I might as well do my own laundry while I'm doing the team's laundry. Did you Have you ever done your own laundry in the four years? My freshman year, I lived in a dorm, like right around the corner. And you always had to like wait to do your laundry because you had to share it with your floor. So I would absolutely come here and do my laundry. <laughs> I love it. See, there's benefits, right? Right. I mean, definitely. All right. One thing that you will always remember, Josie, you're graduating four years, what what did you love about the student manager position? Like a certain memory or just in general? Like In general. Hmm, I think like being on the court for the games and like ex- you get such a different experience. Like you're right in the huddles um, at the timeouts. You know, that's an experience only like the players and the coaches usually get. I think especially now because I'm like an assistant coach, like I've gotten so much just like basketball knowledge um, just from like being a part of those moments and being a part of the really big games. I think that's like – a once in a lifetime opportunity. And while you guys are sitting on the bench, knowing that you're assistant coach, kind of like, you know, being couch potatoes, if I'm with my friends, uh, do you start saying things like call time out, call 30 second time out? Or, oh, oh, yeah. Yes, you should hear. I mean, oh, yeah. we'll be talking to each other like, oh, this, we need to do this. Or yeah. we're definitely calling out stuff. That but, is one thing that's like cool about our job is like when we're so close to everything, like I know I have, like I've learned so much about basketball that I wish I knew when I actually played like sure. there's so much knowledge that you get just from listening and watching and just like just sitting back and just experiencing everything well I think it's funny too like we're in the practices so like now we all know the plays you know like they're they're calling horns week and we could tell you exactly what's about to happen who's about to get the ball like all that kind of stuff. So it's just crazy. Like in the game, you know, you get to watch it, like she said, from a different perspective and you know what's going to happen, who we're looking for, the options that we're wanting to get. So yeah, it's super cool. Right. Or like coming out of timeout, like, oh my gosh, they're going to give it to so-and-so. Yeah. Do they even remember the play or else we would be sitting. It's like, that guy's so stupid. Like he doesn't even know the play. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, you can put us in. Yeah. Right. Exactly. All right, but in, in practice, the managers, obviously, sometimes they need more bodies, right? Playing against teams that are longer, bigger, quicker, faster. Does he ever suit any of you all up? Uh, Dawson, he gets to be thrown in sometimes to actually play. I mean, we'll be in there, like, in drills and stuff, like, maybe playing. You guys have the pads. You're hitting the big yeah, people, yeah. right? The bigs he, and the lows. opportunity to actually, like, go out there and compete against them, so. And who has the keys to – night arena does anyone have or is it codes yeah we all have we have our student cards that scan us in so oh we're gonna do the show i guess we can show in the back of my thing we all have our there you go. student cards yeah all right so we talked about the time commitment and what it takes to be a student manager because it's not for everybody there's a great rewards and great experiences the road trips the camaraderie the friendships that you build Living, Josie, you lived in the dorms. Anna, did you live in the dorms at all? I did not, no. 
And Dawson, did you live in the dorms your freshman year? For like two months, probably. Then I moved okay. home. Okay. So now let's kind of transition into the balance of social life, academics, basketball, because majority, 20% of the University of Oregon probably enrolled in Greek life, getting smashed, hammered, drunk at Oxen Stadium, going to the basketball games. And obviously you, you probably have friends in that environment, but is that either it's you or it's not you? And then is, do you feel like you're missing that part of it? Or what can you 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 comment on that? Um, well, I have, I mean, I have a lot of friends in Greek life, like you said. Um, and like, I've, everyone has their own, like, like Anna said earlier, like people like to just be busy and have something to do during college besides school. And I think Greek life is a good way to do that. And you do meet a lot of new people. It's a good way to network just like this, but I'd much rather do this than join a frat just, just simply because I, it's something I enjoy doing like basketball wise, sports wise. Um, but like you do meet a lot of people in Greek life, but like I meet people just as much in this than I would have if I joined a frat. So, I mean, for me, it's a pretty easy decision to choose to do something like this because I'm I'm just not that person. You know, I I don't drink, I don't party, I don't that that's just not me. Which is totally fine if you like to do that. But I'm definitely more like career driven, and so I saw this as an opportunity to kind of excel and like meet people and make connections and learn um, kind of what I wanted to do. And here, I mean, with this job, like I, my social life is at the arena and it's around people that I love and people that I consider my close friends. So I personally don't feel like I miss any of that because I'm around who I want to be around and I right. get to do exactly what I want to do. And I love basketball and I love sports. So honestly, if I wasn't on or like with the program, I'd be at the games or I, I'd be watching somehow. So um, yeah, I, I personally don't feel like I miss out on anything. And you can do both. Yeah. Like we've had a man, like last year we had a manager that was in a frat and he, man, like he, he did, it was a senior. So he's, he did it for a while, but like, you can do both. Like it's, and it, it's possible. So. Yeah. It's definitely possible. I mean, time management is huge in any, with anybody. So I think that you can do this and still have a social life for sure. And Josie, as a senior, kind of walk us through your experience because you might have the most insight uh, on the Greek life and what you can do, what you can't do, and being part of it. I think I've kind of gotten, I've gone on both ends of it. So my freshman, sophomore year, I did hang out with a lot more friends that were in Greek life. So I was doing a lot more of, you know, frat stuff, had a lot of friends in sororities. Um, and I was like, you know, doing more party stuff while I'm doing the job. And I, I have had friends who have done both too when I was a freshman sophomore. And it's kind of, you have to miss some of, you can either prioritize this job or you can prioritize like a sorority event. Um, you can do both. It is just like kind of picking your priorities. Um, my junior year, I did decide to live with basketball players. So I kind of like shifted into just focusing on all basketball. And kind of like she said, it's great when you like love who you work with because like we come to work and I would be hanging out with them anyways, even if I wasn't at work. So now I get to like come to work and I'm still hanging out with like my best friends. So your social life does kind of become the arena if like that's what you are intentional with. Um, just like spending time with the players outside of basketball too. Like some of my best friends have been from this team just from like being intentional with, you know, who I spend my time with. And um, like she said, trying to like excel more in your career than, than partying, I guess. So those that are listening, it can be done. When I was in college, I was our student manager and I was in a fraternity 
and I did balance it. It was, I guess, academics. For, no, it was basketball first, academics, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then fraternity because you had to uh, pick and choose. There's things that I absolutely miss, and you know, especially being on the road, right? Um, so let's talk about the library. When's the last time, Dawson, you've been at the library? Uh, well, actually, <laughs> two weeks ago because I had to take a final there. But other than that, not much. I've never <laughs> stepped foot in our library until finals that we had to take online. But didn't even know what the library was until the beginning of this do you year. Even know what the, Josie, do you even know what the library is called? The, the night library? Yep. Ooh, yep. there we go. <laughs> I, used, I used to go to the library a lot. I go to Jake now, the academic center for athletes. That's what I was going to ask you. It looks like a sick academic center. Oh, yeah. It's it tough. Is. It's definitely cool. All right. So now uh, the resources, being part of an athletic team, I always tell athletes this, or parents, any type of athlete, I said, if you fail in college, if you're an athlete, you have to be an idiot because you have all, you have all the resources there. You have counseling, you have free tutoring. So being a manager, are you able to access that, that as well? Yeah. So that's what's really cool about our program is they kind of treat us like, I mean, they treat us a part of the program as if the athletes, like whatever they have available to them, we usually have available to us. Um, and Oregon's different. I mean, Oregon is incredible and treats their athletes and staff so well. Um, but yeah, so we have access to like counseling, um, academic advising, um, the JQuath, like for tutoring, studying, all that kind of stuff. So we're, we are taken care of for sure. The weather, because I know my daughter goes to the University of Washington and it just spits rain. No one, I, 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 it's probably the same way in Oregon. No one walks around with umbrellas, right? Because if you're an umbrella, you're a tourist. Yeah. That's what I heard. That's the first thing I heard when I moved here. And when I was moving in, I was like, mom, don't you dare bring out an umbrella because I do not need the attention. Right. Yeah, we always joke about like, if we see someone like if we see someone with an umbrella, we're like, oh, they're from California. Like, <laughs> Friends don't let friends use yeah. umbrellas. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. So it's always hoodies and it's just a drizzle. But the rain. Obviously, Josie and Dawson, you're from there. So people that are listening. Does the weather suck? I mean, you guys are from there. Like to me, I think it's gray and it's wet, except I'm just gonna speak Pacific Northwest when I'm in Seattle. I think August and September are the best months, right? Okay. But other than that, I said, you just got to deal with it. It's going to be gray. It's going to be cold. It's going to be snowing sometimes. It's going to be wet. So let's talk about the weather. Dawson, you're, you're from there. Yeah. Um, I mean, today it's sunny, blue skies and 70 degrees, but that's not really normal. But it'll start to warm up here pretty soon. But usually, yeah, we do have wet, like fall and winter. It's, sometimes it gets cold. Um, we, it did snow here couple few months ago but it does i mean in the summer i mean a lot of you a lot of the people that are listening probably won't be there in the summer very often but i like it i've always liked it just because i you get all the seasons um i mean in the summer like last year i got up to 115 um which you know isn't normal but it does get to like it, it is around the 90s in the summer and then like right now it's 60s sometimes rain sometimes it's sunny but i do love it a lot and i mean i guess it is nice to go somewhere that's sunny or whatever, but like I do love the rain and I, I, I'm probably very few people that say that, I but I do like the rain. So, so Anna, you said you love it. You're, you know, you lived in two years in Florida, then came to Southern California. Yes. It doesn't bother you at all. No. Well, I mean, so I've lived in the Midwest, so I lived in North Dakota 
Florida two different times, Seattle, um, California, Vegas. So I've kind of gotten a chance to like experience all different climates and by far Seattle is my favorite place. So that's why I was excited to come to Eugene and I love it. Like, like he said, we get all the seasons. So I love waking up in the morning and it's freezing outside. I go on my walk every morning. My hands are cold. It might be raining, but I absolutely love it. Like I would not trade this weather for the world. All right. You're selling it hard. Josie, what would you tell someone from Southern sunny Southern California? Um, it is bipolar. Expect like yesterday it was pouring down rain and today like it's so nice out and you just kind of have to roll with the punches, but you're going to get really nice days that I think make it worth it. Like today was a really nice surprise. Like it's super nice out. Um, you just never know. That's never the best know. part. This is the first time I've worn shorts in like four months. And then you have Anna with a hoodie on right now. I love this. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'm cold all the yeah, time. Yeah, I'm wearing hoodie and like five layers of stuff and I still love it. All right. So let's talk about this. Anna, not being from Oregon, when you walked on campus, right, Did do people stand out? And I'm going to use the term because this, I've always used the term like tree huggers. Are there a lot of tree huggers out there on campus? <laughs> This is my first year kind of experiencing people on campus because last year we didn't even have classes. Like I, li I lived here to be with the team, but I mean, everything was online. So when I first experienced campus life this year, there is definitely a different group of people that I had never like been around before, but I love it. I love the diversity. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, that's what's good about Oregon, I would say, is you will find your group of people. Like you, if whatever like type of person you are, whatever you're into, however you identify, like you will find your group of people here, which is awesome. And I don't think you can say that at a lot of colleges. Um, but yeah, I mean, you'll walk around, you'll see, you'll experience some different things for sure. Yeah, so what do you, that you could say on air, like, what do you see? Like what stands out? Um, a lot of different colored hair, which I think is really cool. Um, I mean, some outfits I've never seen. I've never seen anyone wear like skirts and tights, all different patterns and colors at the same time, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely like hippie vibes. That's what I could say is you'll see a lot of hippie vibes. If that, I, I don't know if that's accurate. A lot of cat ears. Yes, yeah. cat ears. Tails. <laughs> I have seen some tails. Really? Um, a lot yeah. of fur. <laughs> a lot of fur. Yeah. Um, but I, the, the colors, yeah, yeah, but the colored hair is what will stick out to you first. I think, you know, Josie being, being there for four years now and being from Oregon, do you know when someone's not from there? Like the California people just stand out and what do they look like? And does that change right away? I think umbrellas are a great indicator. Oh, like yeah. I kind of said before, um, I think that. Oregon people dress a little more like laid back. I think you can tell when someone's from California because they like do themselves up a little more every day, which I really respect. And I wish that I was like those people. I think especially in the dorms, like everyone on my floor, I knew who was from California <laughs> just from like how their rooms were decorated and like how they dress every day. Like, I wish I had their motivation. I, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Umbrellas though, like quick indicator. <laughs> so Otson Stadium, I've never been there. I've never been part of Shout. Who wants to talk about the whole game day experience? Uh, I'll do it. I mean, it's it's definitely one of a kind. And, I mean, Oregon really like – I mean, Oregon football is, like, the biggest thing here. So, there's a lot of – I mean, fans are crazy. And, like you said, this shout's pretty cool to experience in person. It looks cool on TV or whatever, but 
even here in Math United Arena, it's pretty cool when the the crowd when there's so many people in the crowd and everyone's doing the same thing at the same time. It just looks it just looks really cool and it's an uh, experience that I think everyone should experience. As what about the tailgating? I know you guys are part of the basketball team. Some of you guys might do it, might not, but how I just know the Oregon fans when they went to Washington, I said, "Holy shit!" I go, they run deep. <laughs> "Yeah, they do." They, I mean, I I grew up tailgating. I obviously did a little bit different tailgating when I like since I was a kid, but um, definitely a lot of drunk people. <laughs> um, I mean, Oregon fans are just psycho, so they they love their ducks. So it's pretty crazy, but it's super fun, and I I love tailgating. It's always a cool experience when you go. It's like a game day is like a. A full some people even spend the night the night before but it's like a full day thing so i think with students like a big thing is the walk to Autzen. Yeah. like a lot of students don't um tailgate they kind of go to their pre-games they do tailgates actually at the frats that's a really big thing at oregon mm-hmm. um and then everyone kind of like does the walk together from over there to Autzen. so that's like a really big thing everyone looks forward to that every game day it's just like a huge mob of students just walking to Austin, like over the bridge and stuff. So you two didn't even go to a game this year. Can you believe that? I she wouldn't go with me. Okay, guys. Why, Anna? I. She's never been. I've never been to. Your dad is part of an NFL team. I don't know. I don't have an excuse. I can't. I don't I, even have an it's excuse. It's like it's like a. It's just not. My, I don't I know. It's not my I thing. Saw again. You you saw me at a game? Yeah. Oh. Well, well I went to a tailgate. Did. I did go to Sorry. a tailgate because our our team had. We were there with recruits, and I did go out and experience that part. And then you dipped. And then I dipped. Yeah, I, I had to go really I quick. Yeah. It was actually around Halloween time, so I'm pretty sure I had to go get ready for no, Halloween. No, it was not. Yeah, it was because they were handing out candy, and I was <laughs> So, but I'm shocked because your your dad's part of the Raiders, and and there's there's no football love. Like you don't even want to go see the game. These are your friends. <laughs> well, I just have been around football so much that like. Honestly, when I'm watching, I'm no longer watching as a fan. I watch as, like, a daughter of a coach sometimes. And so sometimes it just, like, frustrates me, if I'm being honest. Like, I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I can't just enjoy the game. And I'm always cold, like they said. I'm, And it's <laughs> cold when it's there, and I don't want to be around that many people. I'm just not, like, that social. I don't know. She does watch the game. I do watch them, yeah. I watch them at home in the comfort on, like, on my couch with my blankets, like, eating my own food. Spoken like a true Californian. There we go. Right? That's probably the best time like in November. I mean, when we went up to that Seattle game, uh, was that the – yeah, it was pouring down rain. But we went into the suite. You got to know people. If you have access to the suite, it was warm, cozy. I'm sure – If I could get into a suite, you could catch me on a game anytime. I'm sure Coach Graves can hook you up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. All right, so outside, I've only been to Eugene once. It was when, actually twice, Long Beach played Oregon. This is men's. I went up with the team, and then UC Irvine played, uh, lost. And we went out to a couple of places like the bars and places to eat. But let's talk about the Eugene area. It's a college town, college area. So let's talk first maybe for – Freshmen and sophomores that might have a fake ID that aren't 21, where are they hanging out? Where are places to hang out in Eugene where you're going to feel this is a college bar? Um, I mean, Webfoot is a place. Rennie's. Rennie's. Uh, we used to have a bar called Taylor's that was like the the bar to go to, but it shut down. COVID? 
There's no, it just it just went out of business. Oh. They served to underage people and got in trouble. I wasn't oh, gonna- okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what else, Josie? Oh, uh, the Drake just got really big. That's one that's like downtown. There's a lot of like little spots that are opening up downtown, which my first three years that was like never no one ever went downtown they just went to like the bars on the other side of campus um but now there's like a bunch of like little i don't know if i'd really call them clubs in eugene but less like barish than like max's and rennie's and stuff there's actually like dancing and stuff so that's i think eugene's on the come up for nightlife Hmm. oh so so nightlife so those that are listening there's gonna be more there's there's like club there's a club scene out in eugene now I use that very loosely. <laughs> it's trending up. It's trending yeah. up for sure. Or should we say club scene Oregon version? Yes, that's that's a good way to put it. And so now if you're a junior and senior, you're over age, where, where are the upperclassmen hanging out? I think the two biggest ones right now are probably um, Webfoot and Max's um, and kind of Rennie's. Those are all kind of the same. We don't have that many options. So the whole fake ID thing... Um, <laughs> You just got to try with what we have, but I think like those are probably the biggest spots right now. And it's, if I remember, isn't there like a little river, right? And then you cross over the bridge. So that that's just the town area right there, right? Yes. Then that's it. And that's yep. it. You keep on going, then there's just trees. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so parents are in town. Where are they taking you and your friends? Where the, where's the, you haven't had a great meal in a long time. Like where? Where's the Williamson family, Prickle, or Bradley family taking you all? Um, I'm going to say Beppe's. Beppe and Gianni's. Yeah. Um, Sabai is really good. Not a lot of people know about Sabai, but it's a good Thai, Thai place. Um, but yeah, I'd say Beppe and Gianni's. It's like our local it's a really good Italian, Italian place. place. Yeah. You know, like it, it was built in like a house. It's right off campus or it's, on campus. It's like on campus. Yeah, it's right by, it's, it's close yeah. to Hayward Field. It's actually where I walk every morning, um, but yeah, so that's probably where you're gonna go to get like your good food. That's also Parents where are coming. our team goes there um, for home pregame, game. like our pregame meal. Yeah, is that the Italian place? Yes, mm-hmm. carve up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Got to carve up. So, what's the best place for breakfast or a hangover, Anna? Not for you, but like for yeah. you're waking up. Where where is everyone going? I want to go here for breakfast. I think That's the original question. Pancake House. Yeah, um, a lot of people go there, and Caspian's a lot. That's more like a late Breakfast night burrito. Yeah. Okay. Go- I was gonna say late night munchies. Where where's like one o'clock, two o'clock? Um, Do- Doco. 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 I've heard a lot about this Doco place. <laughs> My twenty first birthday that we already got it planned. That's where I'm going. Doco. <laughs> they have like calzones, cookies. They have ice cream. Same with them. Insomnia. Those yeah, are insomnia like pretty cookies, similar. Yeah. Do they stay open all night? Fat Shack also. Fat Shack. They Fat Shack. Doko's like, open to like 3 a.m. I think. They're pretty late. And do you all hang out at the student union a lot? Normally there's like good places where you could just sit, oh, yeah. eat. Yeah, there's like, I've only went there for like Chipotle. But <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot, like you can study in there. Um, there's a little pizza place on the main floor. Um, yeah, there, there's like Subway. There's a lot of little chain fast food restaurants in there. So it's a pretty cool, good place to like study and just hang out. What's your favorite place on campus besides Night Arena? <laughs> like on campus? That base. Um, I think the EMU. It's more like chill vibes. A lot of people. Yeah. 
No, I like I like walking by Hayward Field a lot. Um, it's just immaculate, so it's pretty. <laughs> it's crazy. It, that's the track field, right? It's like yes, track. Field. Yeah, it's like uh, they just re- renovated it a few years ago, so it's brand new. It's amazing. Yeah. Have any of you ever been to a track meet? Because that's where I mean Oregon started, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not at Hayward though. I went to um. Oh, what did it used to be called? Hayward Field. It was still Hayward then. Oh, <laughs> it's the, historic the, Hayward. The Field, old yeah. Hayward. So if I said the name, you all know who Steve Fontaine is. Yes. Steve Prefontaine. Okay. Prefontaine. Yeah, I even butchered it. So thank you. <laughs> he's like a legend out there. Yeah, he's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a student listening today, what advice? Let's hear from each of you. Maybe something different. If I'm a student, if you had to do it all over again, what would you do differently that can help a high school student listening? I'll go first. I think just like trying really anything that you can. I think that you can learn so much from even just trying something. Um, and I also think like putting yourself out there in a social like networking aspect because I think everyone around you like has so much to offer. There's such like a big variety of people around you and really just like taking advantage of like going out and meeting people. Um, if someone does something that you're like curious about, like asking questions um, and really just like I don't know, widening your horizons, I guess, um, and trying to learn from as many people as you can. I would probably say use your resources. I think that coming into college, I mean, I lived by myself. I I have always been like a homebody and I was like, you know what, It's I can just live by myself, it'll be fine. And that was really hard for me. Um, and I never reached out to anybody. I never like told anybody that I was having a rough time with it. Um, like even the people at the arena. Um, and I just think that like, it's okay to put yourself out there and try new things like she was saying and use your resources, use the people that are around you. College can be a really like cool and great opportunity for people, but also it's scary. Like it's not easy for a lot of people. And I think people glorify college a lot, but I mean, if you're going out of state, like I was, you're not around your family. You might not have your same group of friends. So um, yeah, just use the people around you, communicate like how you're doing. Um, and make sure that you are putting yourself first. Yeah. And then I say like, keep an open mind. Cause like when I went, when I got into college, I was kind of like closed minded. Like I didn't really want to do new things or I, I kind of was just focused on school and like the friends that I already had. But I think like a big part of college is just meeting new people and, you know, experiencing something new. And um, yeah, I just think keeping an open mind is very important. Like in your first year, especially. Anna, did you get homesick? Yes, 100%. I'm not afraid to say it. I was homesick for sure. Because I moved, like I said before, I moved around a lot. And um, I've had to jump like friend group to friend group, but I always had my family. Um, and I would, I mean, I'd ride or die by my family and I've, I've never not been around them. So coming out here and not being with them every day was really, really hard. And Dawson and Josie, you guys were so close. I mean, you can always, if you were homesick, you could probably just go home, do laundry on the weekend. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty easy, especially when you have your car on campus. Like yeah. you can just, oh, I'm going to take a like a 20 minute drive home. Or I will say add some expectations though, like being close to home. Like you're expected to like be at every family event, like every birthday and everything. And I'm like, no, like I have class, I have homework, but it is, it is nice being able to be at those things. I think there is also an expectation for you to be at home a lot. Now for parents that are listening, uh, I, I know, especially out here, a lot of my followers and audience are parents that want their kids to go to these big name schools and they could be tiger parents. What advice 
can you give to parents that have kids going through this process? Um, I think that parents should uh, listen. I think that the process of getting into college is drastically different now than when they are probably going through it too. Um, so I think it's important just for parents to kind of like sit down, listen to your kids, hear what they have to say, just show unconditional love in this time. Like I said before, it is scary. So yeah, I would just say like be an open ear, listen, visit if they need you to. Cause I'm telling you like when kids say that they need you to come out here, it's not a joke all the time. Like visit your kids. Yeah. Give them an arm's length sometimes when they need it. Like they need to grow up, but don't stop being a parent in those times. Yeah. I hear a lot of kids that I just asked that question to, they, they just want that support and love. Yeah. And I heard this from advice from a parent when their kids went to Seattle because it gets so dark and gray and rainy. They said, whenever Sophia wants to come home, let her come home. She just needs to see sunshine for a couple of days, get that vitamin C or D, whatever E. And, and that's, those that are listening. This is great yeah. advice and recommendations. Um, and your first year in college, right? You guys kind of mentioned it before of just, I, I tell students, just get involved. Obviously you guys are involved. Uh, but what advice would you say now to that kid, student, right? They're walking on a big campus or in Eugene, they could be anywhere. They might want to do Greek life. They might not. They want, just want to be a GDI, goddamn individual, or just, you know, join sports. What advice would you give for that first 30 days? Cause it's so important. Those first 30 days, you might be meeting your friends for the rest of your life, someone in your wedding, someone you might get married to. So those first 30 days, what advice would you give them? Um, I just say, say hi, just like meet people, like just put yourself out there. Um, you never know like who you might meet. Like you said, like you might meet someone that will be at your wedding or you might meet your best friend, like, like, or like in your first class, like I'm sure in a, as a freshman, everyone's feeling the same way. Like if you just talk to someone in your, like in our case, it was a little different because our freshman year was all online. But if you just talk to someone in class, like you might meet them there, you're going to be with them for the rest of the term. So might as well get close. I think um, kind of like saying yes to everything. Like if you're, roommate is getting lunch with a couple of their friends like say yes go meet them if there's a club that you're interested in they have an informational meeting like go to that meeting hear what they have to say like really just soak everything in in your first 30 days again everyone's kind of in the same boat so everyone's kind of looking for like their people if you go to that meeting you might you know make your new best friend because they're interested in something that you're interested in and it can be really intimidating like walking into those rooms um I, I rushed, I, I didn't pursue it after a couple of days, but that was something like I did meet a few friends while I was rushing. Um, even though like I, for 18 years was like, I'm never joining a sorority, <laughs> but once I got there, like I, I did meet a few friends. So I think just like Dawson said earlier, be very open-minded, um, and what you're doing your, your first 30 days, because everyone there is, if you wait, people honestly can be like more closed-minded, like closed off and like, Oh, I found my people. But in those first 30 days, like everyone's kind of in the same boat. So just really take advantage of like anything that your dorm is offering, um, different clubs around campus, just like meet new people in your dorm. Um, just really take advantage of like any opportunity you get. To, um, to piggyback off that, I think that that's like the mindset I had coming in here because I was closed off last year. I was kind of like, you know what? My job is to go and like 
be with the basketball team, and then come home and do schoolwork and repeat. Um, and this year, Josie was great, gracious enough to ask me to live with her. So I, like, came into it, and I was like, you know what? I want to be open-minded this year. I want to experience new things. Like, I want to go out. I want to meet new people. We want to make – I want to make friends. Like, I want to enjoy it. And my year this year has been way greater than I could ever have imagined. Honestly, like, I owe it all to Josie and even Dawson. Like, I, they have become my best friends here, and I – we've gotten so much closer than I thought that was possible. Um, I went to my first party this year. Like, I yeah. mean, I, I now can drink a Celsius. I mean, I'm like getting my tolerance up on caffeine. Like, I mean, I'm just saying yes. Like they said, and like, there's things that I will never do again, but <laughs> there are things that like, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like it is cool to like go hang out with people or we would go and, I think we stayed up till like two o'clock in the morning playing pool one night in our apartment complex. Like those little things are like the memories that you're going to have forever. Um, and so, yeah, just say yes to everything. Great advice. I tell that to anybody, just be open-minded. You guys are a great feature ahead of you, right? So not only am I, I have the student manager podcast, I'm, I'm releasing, it's going to be called the hiring manager. Right, Josie, this is like right up your alley because I've hired a lot of salespeople in my previous jobs. And what I'm finding is a lot of guests that come on my show, they become, I keep in touch with them. They become junior, seniors, they graduate and they reach out to me. They're like, okay, so how do you go about this job? How do you go about interviewing or some word tracks? So I'm going to put Josie on the spot right now. Josie, 30 second. First of all, do you even know what an elevator pitch is? I do know what an elevator pitch is. All right, let's go. Josie, what's your 30-second elevator pitch? I'm pitching myself. Yeah, why should I hire you? Oh, wow. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. Um, my name is Josie Williamson, and I am a senior manager at the University of Oregon. Um, you should hire me because I am very hardworking. Um, I can make connections with anyone around me and will ride or die for my people. I – oh, gosh, this is harder than I thought. <laughs> um, I – I think I'm very good at balancing a lot of things. I've balanced three jobs for a couple years now. Um, and I really will add whatever value you need me to add to your program and we'll do whatever you need me to do. So good job. Yeah. You, I'm going to break it down now. I'm going to be Coach Gray's breaking down the game film. Let's cut out the ums and cut out the ands. Of course, of course. All right. So you said hardworking. Here's what I would follow up on. Hardworking. Be specific. Give me an example of you being hardworking. <laughs> That's oh, harder. Shoot. <laughs> I think that I I really um I would spend like oh I said um again. I would spend like seven hours in a gym a day with my multiple jobs. So I would really like work however many hours it took to like get my jobs done and like meet my my deadlines with my jobs, no matter how much sleep I got or anything um, and very like detail oriented. So I would rather finish and get the job done than like go home and get some sleep. See, 30 second elevator pitch, be confident. I think the hiring manager, you will be coming on my hiring manager podcast. Process. So it's been great. This has been a great time interviewing uh, Dawson Prickle, uh, Josie Williamson, and Anna Bradley, all three women student managers at the University of Oregon, sharing real Rosh experiences and potentially, and uh, Josie, that, that's like putting you on the spot, right? That's like, can you go to the free throw line? Can you knock down the free throws when the pressure is there? Uh, you're, you're lucky, Dawson. You're lucky, and I, I didn't even hit you guys. I probably would have done something different. You were thinking about what should I, what, what, what am I going to tell Mr. Fong? <laughs> <laughs>
So thank you again. You've been listening to the student manager. It's been great. Fonger News is out.